Welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast, Temple Archives. This week, we are reviewing a comic, The High Republic Adventures, Volume 3. My name is Noma, and as always, I'm joined by my two beautiful co-hosts, Dan. Hi! How's it going? I'm so beautiful. Sorry, let me rephrase that. Mickey Mouse. Elmo. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Hi, Mickey Mouse. Oh. 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 <laughs> Gorge, Goofy. Yeah, there we go. Don't do not do Donald, yeah. please. I'm not going to. I can't. <laughs> That's all I got. That was pretty good. All we're missing, that, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why in my head, I, like, I guess, I guess that's just because they're in the game, but the next thing in my head was, Thunder! <laughs> Do you think the darkness will ever defeat the light? No. I think that the light inside all keyblades is the darkness of the heart. <laughs> <laughs> I just killed Ed with that. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts, boys. Fuck's sake. <laughs> darkness is light and light is darkness. Maybe he's right. <laughs> I never Kingdom played them, Heart. but I've seen clips of it, and it's just like, what the fuck is happening? That, that is that, that is Kingdom Hearts in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and see, like I love it to death, but oh, of course, if if the, if it was announced more so like ten years ago, I'd have been popping all over the floor and like mm. talking about it nonstop. Is too long of a gap between them. Yeah, it's like yeah, I'm I'm finding it hard to give a fuck anymore. <laughs> But I still want to like, know the story. I have you don't, you don't own you don't own seventeen consoles to play the entire story of Kingdom Hearts. You don't emulate all of them. Wait a minute. I, thank you. I was gonna say I don't have yeah, to. Yeah. All right. The amount of emulation I've done for Kingdom Hearts. Sorry, Disney. <laughs> but Jesus Christ, if you keep I, up, they oh here here's two here's two point five here's two point yeah. five remakes here's two point eight here's two point almost not three but whatever. Well, yeah, I, and I'm then, so. I saw oh, a two point eight like live dub edition remix. How about that well, one? So, so yeah. I was at, I was at a EB. I guess it's GameStop here now. But I was at a GameStop recently, and I saw a Kingdom Hearts game. I was like, I've never seen this before, and I picked it up. And it was Melody? Kingdom Hearts. Some yeah, the melody, the rhythm game one. And I was yeah. like, wait, when the, when the fuck did this happen? That was a little a couple months ago. They released that. That's because just, it was just yeah. like yeah, it's it's a melody cap, one, but it's now three. They always on, do this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like Persona. Right? Rhythm came out. And then that was like a Dissidia it, it thing. Is, and is. then it was like this, and then this, and then this. Like, guys, fuck's sake. They said, oh, here's four. Yeah. But see how we never released just one game, though? It's this title, and then this title on the other side. And it was like, oh, my I mean, God. if you're talking rhythm games, there's kind of a rhythm game with Star Wars Dance on the Xbox 360 with the Xbox Connect. Oh, that and was a stretch. Han Solo. Han Solo. <laughs> yeah. That fucking yeah. song. Oh my god. That shit was, that was so... I love how you just expect us to know this. Like you see you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. This on the... No, I don't. You I don't? don't connect. I no. only know because of John Tron. <laughs> it, yeah, he, he did a few, yeah. Oh my goodness. That that Dude. thing is just awful. Um, the only thing I wanted to connect for for like two seconds when I saw that fake Assassin's Creed trailer, and I was like, that'd be kind of oh, it's not real. Yeah. Never mind. Oh. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's all right. All uh, right. But co-hosts, we are also joined as always by my second co-host, Ed. Hello, hello. How's it going outside of Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> <laughs> Life is incomplete without Kingdom Hearts. Who, who are you uh, for today in the uh, in the cup? Oh, the this cup. is this is just coffee. Oh, who, no, 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 who, who, are, who are you cheering for in the FA Cup today? Oh, oh, Liverpool all the way. Oh, okay. Oh, Liverpool. Oh, you, see, you see this round? It's LFC, man, right there, yeah. Nice. Oh, that's been the I, team for years. I went through school being ridiculed by teachers, even. Damn. <laughs> About, oh, this club, they're trash. Ha, 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 you suck. I'm like, okay. Well, and I can tell you, as a fan of the Maple Leafs, I have no idea what it's like never getting that win. Chasing that, that cup victory for over. Man, don't worry. Game seven, bro. Game Yo, seven. The, the last game they, they shut they shut out. That was awful. Was I terrible. am still angry at them getting their asses kicked by Boston. Like fucking. Oh okay, my God. but every time we've had a chance to close out a series yeah. and with a win, and we're winning, we're yeah. like, fuck it, no more. No, that's what I mean. Every Beat Boston in three. Nine. Nah. Losing seven. That's yeah. the real goal. Fuck sake, Christ. man. Bring in that revenue, then shut it down. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the, the, the more games you have, the more opportunities you have to make and money. Game seven will bring in the most TV, the most people downtown, because yeah. I don't know what they call it for the Leafs. It, it's not it, it's not Jurassic Park. It's got to be well, something uh, else. Maple, no, Leaf no, no, no. Maple Leaf Square. OK, sure. Yeah, where, whatever they do on the outside, it's just yeah. like that place is already packed. It's going to be even more so that whole yeah. area, the bars, everything mm. packed, jammed. Like, yeah. you won't be able to go anywhere near Union. 
right? So, oh, it's the worst. I used to live in that area a little bit, money. and it's fucked. Yeah, yeah. That's just pure money. So no, like they won't care, and it's just like win or lose, everybody's gonna make some kind of revenue. I just realized it's just gonna suck because we won't it, go forward. It's, it's Toronto, which is us, versus Tampa mm. Bay, which is Brian. <laughs> so. <laughs> Hey Brian, is Tampa Bay in Florida? I didn't yeah, know that. Tampa Bay, yeah. yeah, Tampa Bay is in Florida. Oh, I thought it was its own. Oh, well, I, yeah, I guess that it's rare to see uh, cities that have two hockey teams. But... Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's Florida, it's what Florida Panthers. Panthers? Yeah, yeah. Tampa yeah. Bay Lightning. Yeah, Tampa Bay Lightning. But then I guess at the same time, right? Edmonton Oilers, Calgary Flames. That's yeah. Canada. Um, yeah, so it makes sense. But anyways. I could turn this into a hockey podcast and start talking about how maybe there's a conspiracy about the Leafs defense sucking on purpose for that. But oh, Jesus. this is a Star Wars podcast. Is it? Not- is it anymore? Not- we talked about Kingdom Hearts, soccer, yeah. hockey. Yeah. yeah. And now all Star, Star Wars? Wars? All things they have in Star Wars, right? Okay. okay. Definitely. <laughs> I want. There's another sport they brought up, which is fucking copyright, and I can't wait to talk about that. Because I paused and went back and I was like, the fuck did you just say? <laughs> the kids are playing. What? Um, we'll get into that. No, oh, okay. Another, yeah. oh, interesting. I didn't catch that. Oh, you, uh, I was fuming. <laughs> well, speaking of podcast stuff, Ed, would you mind telling any listeners who don't know what Temple Archives is about, what it's about? <laughs> Absolutely. On Star Wars, um, for Temple Archives, sorry, for Star Wars Visions, I don't know why I was going to say that. <laughs> we go over Star Wars canon, and that can mean anything from books, TV, comics, wherever we get star wars information and stories we summarize that story for you we tell you how it relates to either legends or canon material for the last few weeks now it's really all been about the high republic so that's the timeline we're in right now and we give you a little discussion about it so today you'll hear our discussion you'll hear our opinions and then we'll invite you to do the same and there's tons of ways you can get in contact with us to do so we have our website where there's a ton of stuff you can see on there. So we've got not just Temple Archives, but we have our discussion show as well, where we just go over random topics and related to Star Wars and go over that. We have Holonet headlines. We've got stuff from our old, old, when we were back in Chicago for Celebration 2019. We've got pictures and files in there. We'd love for you guys to check it out. Dan's going to give you more information on how you can do that and how you can get in contact with us. Thank you, Ed. You can find us over at voiceoftheforce.com. You can also email us at the email address, voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. You can find us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at voiceforcepod. That's at voiceforcepod. Retweeting, reposting, and putting on your stories, our new episode, Tweets and Posts, does help with growing our listener base and brings more voices into the podcast and more opinions, which is great. Listen, rate, review, subscribe, or follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, or any major podcast platform. Reviewing us with five stars and a comment helps with visibility, which means you can find us easier if you type in Star Wars in a podcast platform of choice. Subscribe or follow for free to get the latest episode downloaded to your device as soon as it releases. Remember, listen to the outro to find out what we'll be covering on the next episode of Temple Archives, and it's definitely something that's related to a TV show that's coming out soon. Back to you, Noma. (laughs) <laughs> thank you for that cryptic hint dan <laughs> well without any further ado let's get straight into our review and what were you smiling about oh man the way you went from like one range yeah, to another and then back i was like audible and you were trying to get so intense yeah. and then it wilted and then it came right back and i was like all right cool man. we'll just go <laughs> for it we're just having fun <laughs> So the cover of this book, it's a little bit interesting because I don't think the volume's fully been released yet. Is that right, Dan? It hasn't been announced yet, I don't think. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So we just wanted, to, yeah, we wanted to cover it because it's the end of phase one. It's the last mm. bit. And they just, the thing with the volumes is that they release like eight months after the issues have come out, usually mm. like six or eight months later. So it's either we wait eight months and wait for the cover to be announced and what's in it. Or we can just make a big assumption like we're doing today. It's true. So this isn't going to be, I think, a typical cover review because we're just going to be going over issue nine, basically, which is okay. It's a it's a decent for a paperback. Um, we basically got Court leaping into action here. He's got his lightsaber and his skull mask on. 
we're going to learn a bunch of things about court that's why he's on this cover and he's kind of jumping into this like it looks like bursts of lightning like some sort of a stormy thing like it's it's good for uh what do they call them trade paperback issues yeah it's it's exactly this kind of um quality i'd expect which is really really good line art and a really cool pose and then everything else is just kind of average i wouldn't even say it's bad it's just it's that thing that we i've talked about a lot right all the colors blending together it makes it hard to tell everything in the background and court skin and his lightsaber are all different shades of blue and it all just kind of becomes one color and he's even got a blue uh sash so it's it's just all of this blue and it's just blue and brown and that's about it even his skull is like a gray blue so it's it's that's my only real problem with it is all the everything just looks very samey and so it doesn't really stand out to me a lot but the line art is what makes up for it because the art's really really good and uh yeah like i said a little bit of a shorter cover review since this is just an issue but uh how about you guys any other uh inputs ideas uh yeah i just like how the detail on court is super super well done um there's a lot of line work which makes it really really um not realistic but i think a little bit more i want to say visceral because that's not the right word either um mm. it just makes it more intense in like it pulls your focus into like the where all the details put right because the background's mm -hmm. very like nebulous and like almost yeah, cosmic yeah. and then you have this like lightning coming up from the ground and it's like well, what is he facing off against right what is he doing but yeah no it's, well, it's, also, it's also the tone right because the tone of how it's colored and drawn is very similar to um i i don't want to say adult comics because that makes it sound like something different but you know what i mean like full triple a comic releases yeah yeah Hold definitely yeah. yeah yeah and especially because this is adventures that's a shift in i wouldn't really say quality but tone right because mm -hmm. it's it's all been toned a little bit more in art softer style colors yeah. yeah softer colors uh kind of, i was gonna say kinder lines that's not an expression but you know, it's a it's a lot less uh, harsh and visceral line detail, mm. um, so we kind of get a contrast, which also makes sense because these first couple issues are pretty intense. So it all kind of flows together. It's like po it's like pottery; it rhymes, <laughs> as it were. But uh, yeah, I, any any other comments on it? No, it's just action poses, right? And mm -hmm. you know, everything we've been seeing for this one. For this series so far has been some sort of nihil attack or some sort of thing so maybe you know now it's time for court's time to fight the storm or whatever it is mm. so if we have that for the lightning or how however may however it may be interpreted I'm like you mm. know it's with your mentions of like you know tone and how it's shifted and how it looks more mature and like an older story at that mm. point like you know is this coming of age time for court we've seen farzala already and his his almost pseudo trial going through so you know mm -hmm. is it is it your time now and if yours is actually versus nihil versus instead of racing uh Drengir and nihil or Drengir and uh huts i guess yeah yeah and uh <laughs> then it should be an interesting one and court is someone you know we haven't learned much about we don't we only just know about his helmet kind of thing mm -hmm. i think uh, he's 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 interesting so we yeah. hope to see more from him in this. Yeah, piece. exactly. Yeah, yeah, and and you're right. He's the last member of the Padawan group who we haven't really learned about. Yeah, because so. we got Farzal in the last volume, which is really yeah. Cool. A lot of the backstory yeah, yeah. stuff. But that's also a good point too, right? Uh, at that whole like fighting the storm that w explains the lightning and stuff, and mm -hmm. kind of the cloudy background. I didn't even catch that. That's good. Uh, good yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, speaking of the book, of course, the author of High Republic Adventures Volume 3, we should also note that means issues 9 to 13 and then the side story, which is Galactic Bake Off. Uh, so it is written by Daniel Jose Older, who we've seen multiple books and comics from before, and Vita, Ayala, uh, sorry, Vita Ayala. Uh, the cover artist is Harvey Tolabao and Joe Giong. Uh, pencilers, we've got Tony Bruno, Harvey Tolabao, Pau Rodericks, and Joe Cholhong. And for the colorist, we have Rebecca Nolte. As always, if I've mispronounced or butchered anybody's name there, I apologize for that. But uh, yeah, that pretty much sums up the cover, so let's head into the synopsis. 
as always, when we jump into these, uh, we're going to give a quick spoiler warning. We're going to give you a synopsis and then get into our discussion. But we're going to do all of this, assuming that you haven't or you have read the comic. So if you want to read uh, High Republic Adventures Volume 3, stop here, go read it, then come back. Otherwise, spoilers are ahead. This is the final spoiler warning. Let's get into the synopsis. Yeah, like I said at the top, uh, the first couple issues are the most action-packed of them. Well, to a degree. But we kind of start here with the whole Padawan group arriving on Takodana. And so we get Frazala and Zim and, and Lula and Court all kind of talking about the place. And uh, they run into Maz Kanada. And uh, the I can't remember the, the species that they're from, but the old Jedi Master we saw from the last couple issues, who is the same species as Embo. Uh, Sav Malagon, and we basically start getting into Court's backstory here because we go into it. He was this like abandoned baby that Sav and Maz found, and uh, we kind of get some backstory on why he's wearing a skull as part of their people's ancestry. That I guess as kids they all kill one of these beasts and then wear the skulls on their head until they grow to a point where the head breaks out of the skull, which. We'll talk about that later because there's some questionable things there. But I mean, Star Wars, I can kind of get over that. But yeah, and then the part that's a little bit more like, what is there like, oh, so I guess he's not going to grow up like that. And Maz is like, not quite. I have a skull downstairs. And it's like, but I, uh, uh, all right. <laughs> so they put that on court and then raise him for a bit. And then Yoda comes and takes him away. And that, that's basically court's backstory. So at the same time that they're, we're getting this backstory about all this stuff, uh, we also meet two of the Nihil that were captured when Sav went uh, like full uh, Porter Angle and just obliterated the Nihil. And it's Sabata, and I can't remember her sister's name because she's not even important to this comic, but they're both basically there. And they're like, yeah, we're good guys, I swear. And then as Ma Maz and Maz, Maz, why do I keep saying her name differently? As Maz and Sav are kind of walking through the temple and talking to each other, we see a probe droid kind of like flutter behind like a, a tapestry on a wall and like plant something and fly away. So it's like, oh no, something's happening. I wonder if it's the Night Hill. <laughs> Who else would it be? But basically, as they they kind of finish Court's backstory and, and do all the stuff and figure, figure out their plan quotes about what they're going to do, uh, yeah, the bomb goes off and blows up part of the temple and then the Night Hill start their new attack. And basically as we're finishing up the backstory and and or court's backstory and learning like oh when the mask shatters they're a full adult um at the exact same time they're talking about that the explosion goes off court gets thrown against the wall his mask shatters skull hat helmet shatters and he's just like oh now it's time for him to be able to be a jedi knight and also gain the ability to speak basic because now all of a sudden he's speaking basic um but yeah, Court basically gets up and he's like, I'm real Jedi. <laughs> he, he basically stands up and goes like, ah, I see. It's time for me to unleash my true powers. <laughs> and like runs out of the temple and just fucking solos the Nihil fleet that Crix brought again. So he gets to that. He's gotten his ass kicked now by an, an a feeble. Well, she's not feeble, but in her own words, a feeble Jedi master and a Padawan. And Court just fucking does the same thing Sav does and just rips the, the Nihil fleet to shreds. And that's basically all there is to issue 10. They just get their asses kicked and run away. And then it turns out uh, Sabara uh, was actually, oh, she was not held. Oh, she was a bad guy the whole time. Oh, my God, what a twist. And she comes back to Crix and is like, look, I'm real. I'm real bad person. And together with our evil powers, we're totally going to kill the Jedi, even though we failed twice so far. So that kind of wraps up issues 9 and 10. And then from there... Issue 11 is kind of like a filler episode. It's it's called the Great Jedi Rumble Race or something. Um, long story short, it's basically just like Buckets of Blood and Cantum being like, there's a, a race we hold every year on Starlight Beacon, even though it's only been around for like two years. I, who knows? Maybe they did it in places that weren't Starlight Beacon. But they're like, you have to race across the entire station. And the only rule is that there are no rules. Now all the Padawans are going to start fucking with each other. So they do, right? We got a bunch of things where like people are like someone sabotages Ram, uh, Ram's droid so that he can't fly properly. And then two other people steal Astala's droid and start using it instead to fly around with. And then there's other, they're tripping each other and cutting each other off and all this kind of stuff. It's interesting. Um, and something that we kind of mentioned before the podcast was good was that it's 
it actually doesn't feel as much like a filler episode this time because we now have seen all the Padawans and gotten their backstories and know who they all are. So it actually means something when they're doing things now. Uh, so we also get the scene where Ram runs by uh, Stellan and uh, Emmerich and the agent whose name I can't remember. It starts with an S, Silas, um, and so, like greets them. So we're getting m multiple con uh, contact points for this. And then it's also kind of funny because the race ends, like they're all getting close to the finish line. And then Buckets of Blood and Cantum are holding the, the banner. And Buckets of Blood just force pushes all the Padawans away. And then wins the race. He just runs through himself. And he's like, I told you there were no rules. And I was like, I wow, okay. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> so that was uh, that was interesting. Um, but yeah, kind of just a fun little story that then brings us into uh, 12 and 13. And issues 12 and 13 are basically just bridging this comic with Midnight Horizon. Uh, we get a whole thing where we see... Crix and uh, Sabara on Corellia, and they're starting to plan the events that are going to happen in Midnight Horizon. And they're like, yeah, for the Nihil, we're all going to work together on this. And then Sabara like, immediately turns around and betrays Crix to the Corellian Nihil. And it's like, yeah, we're going to fuck him over because he's just a little boy. And I'm a big, I'm a big full person who hasn't gotten his at, her ass kicked by the Jedi twice at this point. And uh, yeah, so we get to understand that this is how Crix uh, was set up. So we get the whole thing where the Padawans all rush in to capture him with a, a task force. And uh, it's interesting because it may, the, this comic makes Crix look less competent than he did in Midnight Horizon when they, well, we don't even really see, we just kind of hear that he, he got his ass kicked in Midnight Horizon, right? And was brought back. Uh, so this one, it, he just, he gets his, he, he gets humiliated. Basically, he's like, we're going to plan our big attack. And then one of the Nihil's like, uh, the Jedi are here, and he's like, oh, where's Sabara? She left, and he's like, Hugh, she wouldn't betray me, right? No. Oh. And, and then he's like, well, I'm gonna run to the safe room, and Sabara's like, I rigged the safe room to explode, and he's like, I never saw any of this coming. Yeah, it was in Rhydonium like, or something, it was like leaking yeah, all over the yeah. place, it's like, what the f But then, rhydonium interesting, gas, yeah. yeah, but then interestingly, it's Rhydonium gas, and he can still speak afterwards, unlike what we saw in Monster Temple, Temple Peak, but who knows, maybe it's just well, process. by that point, it already exploded, right? So with the heat and everything and the blast, I think that messed with her oh, more so, because yeah. just it in the air wasn't enough. There needed to be a reaction mm -hmm. for it to go off and really fuck her up. Yeah, that makes sense. If it, like, scorched her throat, then... Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, so basically we watch them capture Crooks and then take them back. And then we get the scene in Midnight Horizon where Zeem interrogates them and pretends to have force powers that make him trip up and, and uh, reveal Sabara. Um, so we basically get that and then we all kind of get everybody starting their, their uh, adventures that'll bring them to that book. And we do get one thing that it's like, it feels like a soft retcon. Uh, we're basically right before they leave, Lula and Zeem meet and Lula's pretty upfront about it. She's just like, hey, like, I, I need you in my life. Like, I need you in order to, to keep feeling like myself. And Zim's like, yeah, I feel the same way. And they go off. And, oh, I also missed, sorry, right before this, uh, we got a part where uh, the Masters were all talking, like, Cantum, Buckets of Blood, and uh, Fall Asleep, Parwan, whose name I can't remember, <laughs> are all, they're all, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't remember his name. <laughs> But they're all talking, and they're like, okay, Farzala, Court, Lula, you're all ready to become Jedi Knights. And Lula's like, I'm not. I'm not ready at all. And they're like, oh. All right, Court and Farzala, you guys are Jedi Knights now. And we get to see their ceremony as Lula watches, which makes sense. She's super conflicted right now. And yeah, as they kind of go on their separate ways, that kind of leads us into Midnight Horizon. But it feels like a soft retcon just because from what we see in Midnight Horizon, the way Zim talks about their friendship, it feels like they've never even confessed to each other, right? When she she sends the message saying like I do love you and like I need you, it it feels like it's it's the first like emotional um, being the first time being emotionally real with between her and Lula. But now here we get this thing where I mean like I need you is pretty. There's not a lot of ways to interpret that. I feel mm -hmm. like at least so it feels like a little bit of a soft retcon. It's nothing that really. It's not like all oh, ruined Midnight Horizon. No, it feels the same. Um, just a little small thing that was kind of surprising. But yeah, I think that kind of wraps up our uh, summary. I mean, that's basically all there is to this. It's uh, it's pretty good. And uh, yeah, I don't know. What were you guys' thoughts on Star Wars High Republic Adventures Volume 3? The main oh, storyline? Sorry. My bad. The I forgot to like the Bake Off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My bad. So yeah, let, let's let's put a pin in that for now. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> 
so the galactic bake-off it's it's very much a filler story just like the rumble race was um basically we get a story uh that is buckets of blood and cantum uh baking a bunch of of treats for the rumble race uh whoever the winner is for it and uh while they're doing that as they're making the treats cantum's like oh yeah master yoda said that we have to tell a story while we bake and i'm like yeah because yoda's such a proficient baker we see him do it all the time right um but yeah so they tell a story as they're uh helping which is basically them buckets of blood and candom side going to a jedi retirement home because it is just this giant ship in space that has a bunch of elderly jedi masters um and so they go to this ship during i think it's the great disaster um, and help them out. And it's interesting because, you know, they're all old and, and their force powers aren't what they used to be, so they're kind of helping them in. And um, Cantum ends up having to go find a elderly empath who's, like, freaking out. She's... It, it almost feels like she's got, like, some form of Alzheimer's. Like, she doesn't know what's happening and is just uh, scared and panicking. And then Cantum has to form, like, this kind of emotional bridge with her to help calm her down. And then once she's kind of more calm, she kind of imparts some lessons on Cantum and... They get in a little bit of a perilous situation, but it's all solved fairly quickly. Um, yeah, it's just a nice little story, a story within a story kind of a thing that kind of leads to uh, us learning like a couple small things, like the fact that Ram is like the only person who says wizard and he says it way too much, like all the fucking time. Because at one point, some of the youngs are like, why does he keep saying wizard? And he's like, I think it just means like it's cool. And then it slowly starts to catch on because he won't stop saying it. Um, yeah, overall, it's just a nice little story to kind of tie all of this in and then lead into uh, Volume 11. But yeah, kind of sliding in from there. Uh, Dan, what were you saying before? I, I really enjoyed it. Just the, the fact that um, this comic was basically like five full issues that are a consistent storyline, mm. roughly. I mean, they, they tie together more than the last volume did. We had yeah, three yeah. that tie together and then like one big chunk of just random stories. Um, so I think that made me enjoy it a little bit more. <laughs> you good? Yeah, I just kicked my microphone as I was sliding backwards. <laughs> Yay! We're keeping that yeah. shit in. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, it was great to see more about Court, get used to him a little bit more, and, like, see mm -hmm. him kind of excel in this, uh, in this way once his mask breaks off or his, his helmet, I guess. And he unlocks um, his full potential. Yeah, exactly. Um... But, I, like, the fact that this is the, the final piece that we get for Phase 1 is interesting. Mm. Um, I'm excited to see what Port is going to do and, like, Farzala is going mm. to do in Phase 2. I'm not sure where they're going to go with it, but, I mean, it was it's pretty, it's pretty mm. good to kind of just get the feeling of all the characters in the High Republic now. Like, we know who they are, we get the gist of who they are as a person and their struggle and what they're going through and a little bit of their past, and then, like, what yeah. they're trying to aim for in the future. So it's nice mm. to kind of get all that. I'm, I'm hedging my bets. Since I like Farzala and Zeem the most, I'm expecting both of them to get shot in the back by Lorna D and just be unceremoniously killed off and then just never referenced again. It's going to happen Not off that... screen. It'll be worse. Yeah, oh, my God. And then they'll say they got yeah. shot in the back. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no. Yeah, she died. Um, it was it was real bad. Um, was just... I mean, granted, that's happened to me in other things before. I'm not going to name any Fire Emblem Conquest games, but... They're fucking, I've had that with favorite characters before, so I wouldn't be surprised. They're just going to fucking do the same thing they did to Orbelin, and I'm going to be super happy. Anyways, happier <laughs> thoughts for this book. Um, well, I, I don't know about that, actually, because this is technically something that was kind of weird for me. But yeah, the whole thing with, with Court's backstory, the th part about like, oh, they're, they're eventually they grow out of their skull, and when they shatter it, that's when they're an adult was kind of weird for me because i'm like that's not how physiology works like if you're growing yeah if, if if you grow anything like you can see because people uh, used to do it with for gourds right um if you make them grow into some sort of constraint they just grow around it they don't break through it um that's how people turned the the fruit or the, the fruit the veg lords into water skins basically was you put a band around the center so you can tie something to it and then the gourd grows like that and then you just dry it out right mm. but can i you know, can I send you an image? Sure. And like, this is this is definitely what happened to Court's head. <laughs> the Japanese yeah, yeah. The, the growing watermelons yeah, in yeah. different shapes. Yeah, that, that's exactly happen, though. Right? But that's the concept. Yeah, yeah square watermelons, heart shaped happened. watermelons. Yeah. 
I mean, again, Star Wars suspension of disbelief. All they need to really do is say, like, no, the skull, the the whatever. I don't even know what court species is called, but their species, their skulls are harder than the skulls of the beast, mm. which brings up other questions. But at least then it's like, well, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, um, because you can't make you can't design it to be brittle because then any contact or anything like that will just smash it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be helmet strong, but they have to have a denser head or something like that. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's where I want that other mini flip book for to be like, all right, species and races mm-hmm. and give the Star Wars galaxy or something like that. Exactly. Well, because then there's another weird part, which is in the Great Rumble race, they meet a youngling who's the same race as Court, mm. but her skull helmet is even smaller than Court's is. Like, it's proportional to her body. Yeah, yeah. well, his was too which, when he got it. Which begs the question then, like, you know... Does the skull grow with them? Yeah, Do they take so the weird. radicals to go kill another one and get... Yeah, yeah as, like, it, as, as it hermit crab style? Like, yeah. yeah, because <laughs> as a Jedi, it's just like... Yeah. If they do that on their home planet, it's different. The Jedi can get involved. If you're a Jedi going to murder a thing so you can take its head and wear it, <laughs> especially a youngling, I can see how the council would have problems with that. Can you imagine if it was like, yeah, 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 no, we're letting Cork go off in a sabbatical to go uh, to go murder another one of those creatures. What's for us all It's a Zygerian tradition to have slaves, so it's cool for that Jedi. She's <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. What's right? happening yeah. right now? Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's it brings up questions. It's part right? of our culture. Um, okay. Weapons are part of my religion. Design, and then you just can't explain why. Yeah. Because you really just want to say it's cool. I I mean, you know what? We've all done it. There's nothing wrong with that. But like, for something like this, you really got to think it through. Yeah. So I hope that, like, you know, the skull has some kind of elasticity. I would believe it. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like you know, it, it stretches with them till it can't stretch anymore, and then bang, it shatters, it, it, and you're you're there. Something, something like oh, they've got cartilage bands on the inside that like well, something that still wouldn't make sense, but something, right? Yeah. But uh, something other than I just really wanted to put Cubone in the Star Wars universe, exactly. basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, other than that, I mean, there was one other thing, um, which is the, just the timing of them being like as soon as his mask breaks that's when he's a true adult and then it fucking cuts from the flashback to court's mask shattering it reminded me of there's an anime that it's 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 not aged perfectly but i still really love it uh gundam wing which is one of the anime i grew up with and it's just oh, it's 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 one of my favorite gundam shows but i won't uh argue that it's aged kind of weirdly but anyways there's a part in that one of my favorite just like cheesy moments is the main or the main at this point villain zex marquise who's got this like char half helmet thing going on so you can't see his face um he's he's talking to the other villain he's not it's weird he's talking to the other villain trays but he's like not actually talking to him because he doesn't have like a communication with them and he's sitting in his gundam cock or tall geese cockpit and there's no communications on he's just talking to himself and he goes like trays as soon as this mask breaks I can no longer be your friend. And as soon as he finishes saying that, the mask cracks down the middle and shatters, and it reveals that he's Max. Uh, what, what is, what's his name? Milliard, Milliardo Peacecraft. Is it Maximilian P- Pegasus? I, yeah, well, I, I know it was with an M. It was really long, but yeah, Milliardo Peacecraft, Relina's brother. And he's like, and now Zex, I can no longer be friends with you. And I'm like, fuck, man, that's way too convenient. You saw the crack in the middle of in like the inside of your helmet, right? Like that's why you fucking set this up. Oh, Zex, I can't be friends with you anymore. I can't even contact you. I just have to say it to myself um yeah it's just it's that it's too convenient that that was a, a small thing that a problem what i had with it but i mean like whatever it's not gonna ruin my enjoyment of the comic it's just one of the things where it's like what are you doing and then cork gets up and talking more about anime like he like like we said he has that like anime like now that my weighted helmet's been removed i'm 10 times more powerful and just runs out and slaughters the nihil fleet so it's uh i mean it's interesting it, it's uh it's. I don't really think it's a positive or a negative. It's just one of those things where, like, I saw it happening, and it, I did the DiCaprio or not the DiCaprio meme, the um, Back to the Future meme, where it's like, "Hey, I've seen that before. <laughs> like, I know that move." Um, other than that, there's a couple other little things that are a little bit um, not 100 percent sure why they were really in the comic. Like, I, Sabara's sister just doesn't matter at all. No. I don't. It's it's just a blue skin version of her who isn't actually evil and they don't even really explain like afterwards they don't even really explain what they're gonna do with her they're just like oh sabara escaped what about her sister she's still here what do we do with her back to starlight beacon and then just that's it so yeah i don't know it's uh it's weird putting her there but didn't really matter at the end not really yeah 
I mean, like, it was, I think this is a good way to just wrap up with some characters that we really haven't seen much of. Mm. Um, nothing really to be like, oh, damn, this, like, changes a lot or adds so much to the main story as a whole. It's just more of, like, what are these characters? What's their deal? What are they doing? Mm. Right? I'm not too sure where they're going to be going with Phase 2, um, but I'm excited to to dive into it when we do. Um, yeah yeah as long as it's not a prequel like some people were saying yeah like prequel or like a time jump in the future quite far or like stuff like that mm. I, th- I feel like we need to i feel like still we get have... to know these characters a bit more yeah mm. yeah and i feel like we still have a lot of things that we need to know where a jump would be like almost uh this sorry almost a disservice <laughs> where it was like you know are they oh, they've had this power jump in these last five years, and now they're all knights, and now they're all super powerful. They've done a bunch of things in the fight against the Nihilus. I was like, so why didn't yeah. you just tell us that? Like, this yeah. is the opportunity for you to do so. Don't jump forward a stupid amount of years, like five or ten. If you jump 30, it's just like, so what happened yeah. with Roe? Or was this huge stagnation for 30 years where nothing was happening? Like, yeah, right. you cannot jump forward. So the only way to, to give us more is to jump back. And like, if they jump back and they start talking about all the Jedi that we've lost so far, mm-hmm. that's just going to irritate me more. Because I'm just like, yeah, but the problem is now I know where it's headed. So why do I, we fall into yeah. this? Why do I give a damn like, yeah, situation if, if you, again? If you jump too far in either direction, the stakes slime into zero. Because it's yeah. like, all right, well, this is a new setting, basically. Because like, but, oh, you're trying to get us invested in characters you've killed off so poorly. Mm, it's just like, I will, yeah, yeah. I know that. And now I don't want to get invested with this because I know how it's going to go. It's going to piss me off twice. Yeah. Why would I oh, do that to myself? Can, you, know? can you imagine if they were like, hey, phase two, want to see what Stellan Geos was like as a knight? Oh, hell no. What do you I mean, no? <laughs> no, but he's just like the, the phase order. Then your order's doomed. Yeah. You've got crippled Obi-Wan. And horny Anakin. Well, just sorry, you've got Anakin. Horny Aaron. <laughs> yeah, basically. At least Anakin only picked one person. I was going to say, at least he was monogamous. <laughs> My God. He was obsessed with one person for 19 years. Just, yeah. This guy, oh, everywhere. Oh, oh, look at yeah. all of you. Why isn't Orla responding to my flirting? Ah, oh, shit. All right. Thanks, Elzar. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the only other thing that kind of bugged me a little bit, we, we did talk about this before the podcast a little bit, but um, the Galactic Bake Off flashback, like it's an interesting story. Um, I'm just not a fan of when flashbacks try to put characters in danger. Because it's like, oh no, will Cantum survive? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. She's telling the story right now. So maybe, <laughs> I think so. I mean, it's like... Hmm? Storytelling wise, I get it. But if you think about like reality, like you've gone through a lot of hardships before, and some people in that kind of scenario, like they would have gone through things where like it's pretty harrowing, but they mm. got through it, right? And I feel like it, it builds that character up. But yeah, I get what you're saying though, sure, because it's like it's, a false mostly... sense of insecurity of like are they going to survive or they're not. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's exactly that false tension, right? Because it's it's mostly at the end I have the problem where it's like, oh my god, the master and I can't both make it out. One of us is going to have to sacrifice ourselves. It's I like think I'm ready to do it. Do. It's like you're not doing it. <laughs> I, Unfortunately, I, I can see you in the present, and but then it's also on top of that. It's this is a young reader's book, right? So I'm like, and the master's not going to die either. So you just you're just trying to give me a false sense of like, oh my god, are they going to make it out of this alive? Yeah, like that tension, right? Two things like, that I thought were great: mm. retirement ship shipping off old Jedi into space, <laughs> and then the recipe at the end that you can actually bake. Wait, they have the recipes in the book? Yeah, yeah, they did. They had the, the recipes at the very end that you could, like, it showed you all the things you had ingredients, what you need to do for prep and stuff like that. It's all there. Oh, yeah. God. There, there's about three of them. There's, like, a, so tarts, cakes, and something else, but, like, all, like, all, like, finger food kind of thing. Yeah. But it was still, I mean, they're, they seem like legit recipes. Like, mm. there's, they, they give you amounts, they give you exact, like, uh, one and one third of this and this. And it's all, it's not like, bantha milk or anything it's like yeah. whole milk and this oh, and eggs okay. and because that's why porter angle was there right it's like i'll get yeah. the eggs but he's there like stirring a cute yeah, yeah. bucket of eggs yeah just oh, going through fuck if i yeah if i know the recipes are there then i would have been more excited because then i could yeah I, I don't mind making stuff god damn it all right well see, i have to go back and reread it there you go. the <laughs> thing that excites me though is that if the bake-off has done things like this it mm. def- and because we have things like um galaxy's, galaxy's edge and all that i'm hoping that like 
they've done it for a lot of other big ones. Like there's the Harry Potter cookbook, Game of Thrones. There's oh, the Witcher Game of Thrones cookbook. There the Witcher cookbook. There's even a Hannibal cookbook. So it's just there's like a follow yeah. one too. I think. Oh, wait, there's a Hannibal, yeah. like Hannibal Lecter. Yes. Now this one's interesting, and <laughs> oh yeah, because it's the actual chefs who yeah. prepare the food, and in the cookbook the you get a kick out of it for the show. Yes, yeah, they, yeah. they get a kick out of it because they're just like you know we had to take this cut of meat to make it look like tongue mm. or this one to make it look like so-and-so. And that's cool, but that's, yeah. on a, that's on another level where you're just like, that's a barrier I don't even want to need, I, like, get oh, near. Oh, dude, my, my old roommate got it, and I loved looking at oh, that thing. Shit. It was just like, I was like, no way, you got that. That's a thing. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah look at this. And, you got the, and I was like, this is interesting. The only reason I actually know about that is because there's a, a – well, I, I'm sure most people know the YouTube channel, Binging with Babish. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He did one of the recipes, which was uh, leg roasted in clay. Oh, and boy. I think it's like a, it's like a pork thing that's rolled up instead. Jeez. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Benjamin Babish well, is pretty popular. Like, as you know what it is, and you feel <laughs> bad when you watch the show, but some of that stuff looks so good, and you're just like, yeah. Why am I getting hungry when I know <laughs> what it is? Like right. that. You feel wrong on a weird level, but at the same time, you're just like, nah, man, it's fine. just a piece. Of it's like when you're watching yeah. The Last Kingdom and you see them eat stale bread and apples and maybe cheese that's moldy a little bit. It's great. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. No, no. <laughs> I like Last Kingdom. It's Later great. On. Did you watch the last season? Because that was fucking... I am Uhtred, son of Uhtred. Grandson of Uhtred. <laughs> Brother to Uhtred. I am Saxon and Dane. Yeah, combined. <laughs> Yeah. Zanny does his voice really fucking well. Oh, I've been well. I've been practicing so <laughs> well. But it, it it did get me a little bit when I first started watching. I was like, "You have an interesting." It's a made up accent they made for the show. Yes, hmm. it is. But it's I don't know. It works for him because he's the only one who talks like that. Yeah, Everybody it is. Else it, is. is it makes sense though because he's he's Danish and he's Saxon, both, and it's right? like it, the, so... the cultures and, and accents mix. I guess. Yeah. Is it but... is it bad that instead of this making me want to watch Last Kingdom, it just makes me want to play Crusader Kings again? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, you could. But seriously though, if you uh, this is just a plug for it, I guess. But if you haven't watched it, watch it. Like I was, I started Ed, watching it for something that yeah. Watch that link. You ever uh, you ever thought about making a character in Elder Ring? Look like Uhtred, because it's this. Oh Jesus! Here we go. Uhtred's in bed. It's it's got the it's got the the voiceover too. It's so good. Oh God! Uhtred, son of Uhtred. Yeah. Oh, you could even start with that. Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny. It's so fucking hilarious. But anyway, let's get back into the High Republic. <laughs> okay, now I'll watch the rest of this later because everything's like okay, this is yeah. going, this is going, it's just, yeah, yeah. just cutting out utter chaos. Oh my god, that is fucking amazing. Yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm saving that. Um, but no, yeah, I think I think for my, Go sorry, ahead. I'm also going to tangent yeah. you real quick now that you mentioned Elden Ring. Uh, and I'm going to send you a clip as well because there's also someone who's been uh making themselves every boss from Metal Gear Revengeance and going to help people. <laughs> The means, the means, Jack. Oh, you, that's the only person that they haven't done yet. Monsoon. How the, the hell do you do yet. Monsoon? The, yeah, do I know, right? Some whip arm things that can. Well, we have two whips. No, Monsoon's got the size. Oh no, okay. they, he he did Mistral a lot, or I don't actually know what uh, the YouTuber's gender is, so maybe I shouldn't assume. But hey. yeah, they're called yeah. Nix Cavalix or something, or Cavalier okay. or something like that. But yeah, they the they just did Mistral, who and it was. Uh, it was just a twin blade, basically, which is like, yeah, oh, okay, I guess that yeah. makes sense, right? Yeah. Closest thing. Uh, and so you, there's no arm whip that exists in Elden Ring. But yeah, they've done Sundowner and uh, Sundowner, Mistral, Raiden, Sam, Jet Armstrong. Jet and Armstrong. Uh, yeah, and I think that's it. But I think they're still planning on uh, Kasim and uh, uh, Monsoon. Okay. Dan, play Metal Gear Rising. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what they got to do next? Mm. They, they got to do... Uh, the, the blade wolf, but just use the summon for everything. <laughs> <laughs> run hound, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, my own. My... Oh, he's dead. Oh well. <laughs> oh god, do you know how salty I am that that game doesn't have blade wolf as a boss? Anyways, I'm just I shouldn't get get full into Metal Gear uh, Rising, even though I want to. Um, yeah, I guess getting back into volume three is there anything any think, other thoughts you guys have on it? i want to see more of the uh embo species jedi master i think she's great mm. she's just so like so... whimsical i just mm. i just think she'd be a fun fun character to see more often in books and things like that um but yeah see the one is 
it's not even an issue. It's just a personal gripe at this point. The fact that they're using the High Republic to justify so many things in the sequel trilogy, where it's just like, where are we going to go for the same thing? Talk down. Where's Maz? Isn't this place amazing? And it's just like, in every one of them, they've had to plug something from there to be like, it's legit. We, mm. we talked about it here, so it's been cemented for years, and nobody can take I'm... that from us now. It's just like, mm, yeah, yeah, shut up. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, you mention it here, then the next fucking 20, 50, 100 years that go by, it's not mentioned again, right. and then all of a sudden, oh, we're here. Well, this place has always been here. What are you talking mm-hmm. about? <laughs> like, um, no, I'll mention it later because it's in, it's in the other book, but the fact that they bring up, um, never mind. Never mind, we'll talk about it then. I mean, I I also like Moz coming back. Like it it didn't feel out of place for me. Like I like Oh yeah? Yeah, like I, I know that they're like putting like sequel stuff into like all this prequel stuff and mm. like I'm fine with it. Like I've come to terms with it. I'm fine. Yeah, and Moz think... is the character that I want to know more about because she is an interesting character in the sequel trilogy. I would say out of most of those characters, she's the one that can make the most sense. She's really see, old. She has a lot of experience in terms of being a pirate and like info broker and just all this stuff. So she has a lot of things that she could do. And it makes mm-hmm. sense that if she was a big player, I mean, it would make more sense if she was in the you know original see, trilogy. Here, here's and, my great cool trilogy. But yeah. this is where it cements itself because like out of all the places in the galaxy, we had like Bell and them on some weird planet we've never heard about training and doing all that. that's great i want to hear more about that and mm. things that happen to planets like that because we don't hear from them again so you can give them a start you can give them an end all encapsulated in this little bubble you have mm. takadana's been there we know there's a destroyed Jedi temple. if you have to make a plug about it here sure yeah. but some one-off or like you can mention it in passing oh they bombed the temple on takadana this 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 and this okay cool so it's here great mm. but no we really want to hammer it home that we did it right and we did it well by giving <laughs> yeah. you a whole few like that's that's my grip i don't care that it's there i care that you're focusing and pushing your story to be there to justify it in the first place yeah you know i mean i don't think that's what they did with this one it feels forced to me no matter what they do is what's it's it's what i'm trying to get to like yeah hmm. Think of the Amaxine station and all that, right? Sure. Before I knew about the books to do with episode eight and anything, I was like, oh, this is a cool place. Well, uh, yeah, this is interesting. Oh, they're putting it here to justify the fact that Snoke and Ben went here and then mm. talked about all this residual energy. Well, it was because it was because Charles Charles Soule wrote that comic series, the the Rise of Kylo Ren, it's, and he made that station for that series. And then he also go. wrote you just this. Said it. But like, no, right? but like, like it's like the Darth Vader stuff with the 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 the, the Moomin. I can't remember his name. The, the Moomin. Yeah, the mask. Roman? And like he made that in the Lando series and then he brought it into Vader in but the it, castle, it, right? But it's a different it's a different interpretation that you get because with the sequel stuff, right? Anytime it comes up because of I think most people's reaction to the sequels, right? Anytime it comes up, you can see that line, that connection to real life that's making it happen, right? I guess. Like sure. with, with Moman it's a lot more subtle because moments never appeared as a mistake that Disney's made. Right. So when he comes up later from Lando to Vader, you're like, Oh, cool. It's a reference. But There's... when, sorry, when go ahead. Oh, no worries. But yeah, when it's like, Oh, we need to go to taco Donna that our main character or the main character for these two issues turns out to be from, then it's a lot more like, Oh, okay. You're br- like, I can see you're bringing back taco Donna so that it feels relevant. Like, cause on that same vein, my biggest problem with Maz is that she doesn't really have a personality from the movies. Like they set her up to be something that would be explained in eight. Yeah. Yeah. And then in eight, she's not in it. And then in nine, who cares? It's already too late. Right. It's like, so it's, it's like, Oh yeah. It's basically like, Oh, she's like the Yoda proxy, but she doesn't have force powers, except she does as we also find in this book or in this comic. That's something that they also mentioned. Yeah, she's force yeah. sensitive. It's like what? So why at this point, you know? Yeah, it's just like you. But it's the same thing we talked about beforehand, right? You can't now artificially pump up the character now that the movies are done, right? You had your chance to establish it; it failed, and I now get, you're just like, no, 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 no. I, I think they lost their works. chance. They lost their chance in the movies yeah. for sure. Yeah. And so like for me, for, for like, personally, for I get me, what it you're doesn't, saying yeah, about it doesn't take it out mask. of the yeah. Maz is an interesting out of all the characters to put back here. If you're gonna do one, I would say Maz is probably. 
I mean, she's one of the only ones because obviously is, she, yeah. she's, she's the only oldest. one yeah. that can be because uh, she's still alive at that yeah. point. And this is years. This is two hundred years before one. One mm. is like yeah. at least another twenty to forty years before that, and then yeah. we have another 30. forty years yeah, yeah, yeah. or so I'm until just to the there... fall. And then we still have to have all that time for Luke to grow up and grow old and lose the order. Yeah. And then for yeah. Ray to finally show up on Takadana. That's like, fair. She really can be the only, only one. one. Yeah. And, but mm. she's not left Takadana, so they need it. I get what you're saying 100% yeah. with the mask moment in Lando and then to bring it here and everything. But like, that's a way where you're just like, it's still in that same period. Yeah. So it's still viably. You, you can bring mm. it up in multiple like where they get it from well they're trying to steal it from palpatine why because palpatine had it well why did palpatine have it because here and it's think, all mm. still in that small bubble yeah where this is of such a big range of years where they shouldn't even care about what that place is or not yeah but you know why do we go back to it why do we do this why do we do this oh we're tying the two together see i can see how people would interpret it as a if if the sequel trilogy was more neutral mm. and this was a tie-in and people would be like oh yeah there it is but because everything that they did felt so wrong and so rushed, I mean, not I mean, to be fair, properly. to us, it's a lot of emotional right? things that go into that. Some people mean. really like it, and that's that's completely fair, right? But like, exactly. it's not everybody that has the same opinion that we do. Yeah, yeah. and especially, especially you guys on like the sequel trilogy, right? Hmm. But like, I'm in I'm in that neutral ground. Like, I'll watch it, I'll have fun with it. But I mean, it's not my favorite part of Star Wars, and that's fine. Yeah. So when I see stuff like this, I'm like, oh, okay, like I get it. And, yeah. and at the same time, remember what this is. This is High Republic Adventures. So mm. if they were ever to do it in any of them, I'm this glad they sense. did it in this at this on the same coin, right? Because it's like the kids who went and enjoyed all yep. that sequel stuff, right? Same idea, it's yeah. great. Like I that's why oh, I like sure. it for them. Yeah. yeah. And so when they see like, oh mom, dad, look who it is. It's the one like that's that feel, right? And yep. from mm. there, if if I was an adult who didn't enjoy it and I had a kid who was enjoying it, I'd be like, Oh yeah, cool. I would put on that front for them because it's for them to enjoy. Yeah, of course. it's not for me to take that away from them. I yeah, can yeah, be yeah. pissed off all I want for it, but this is High Republic Adventures, which we've established is young readers. Mm. So perfect place for them. And you know what? Bring it in here and show off everybody else. Totally fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm just voicing my opinion on the fact that they're trying to do this. It's it's underhanded because it's like, hey, it's for the kids. It's for the kids. Can't get mad. It's for the kids. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, fuck you. I can get mad. <laughs> I understand what you're doing. It's skeevy as hell. Yeah. I won't get mad at the kids. Don't get me wrong. I won't get mad at the kids for enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. they can. <laughs> fuck you for putting it that way. Because yeah, exactly. you know if you put it into one of the full books, online rage. Yeah. And y'all want that. But okay. no, that, that's, that's well, a perfect way wait. to put it. Yeah, it's a well, perfect way to put it. I'm not gonna go yell at kids because they're. They, I don't I mean, like their opinion, I wouldn't put it past you, Noma. I wouldn't put a pat. <laughs> I have. I have some standard. Excuse me, Jesus Christ! Does he see Noma? Eighty-year-old Noma in his window pulls his window open. Get off my lawn! We're not no, on your lawn. No, no. This neighborhood's my lawn. Elam should never have been made into circular base. <laughs> What the hell is he talking about? Candle bite was a mistake. <laughs> Chuckle Jada shouldn't have been raided. I see a kid making these rage moments, and then Noma just like, huh? Pride in someone else? What is this? Feeling? <laughs> this is a new feeling. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's a clip to all of this unending rage. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh God. But no, but, it's. No, but what honestly, are you gonna do? No. Yeah, but you have a good point too with it. Like, yeah, I'm de I definitely have a bias towards the sequel stuff because there's another. What? Get closer, closer to the, the mic. Because there's another book that I'm reading right now. You're just that like, is... you're like, you're like, there's another book that I'm reading right now. There's another book that I'm reading right now. Deep throat the fucking mic. My goddamn. Oh, hold on. I know, but can you speak a little louder into the microphone, please? <laughs> But um, no, it, like you bring up a good point because I am definitely biased towards the sequel trilogy because there's another book that we're reading for, you'll learn at the end of this episode, where they do uh, mention something that is new Disney canon. Yeah. And I was, I was fine with it. I was like, oh, cool. That's who it is. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, ups and downs. That's, that's it at the end of the day, right? This yeah. book's got goods and bads. It was and neutral, I think, for more... most of us. Yeah, I'd say slightly more good than bad, honestly. Because yeah. it's yeah. not like yeah. Maz showing up was like, nah, I hate this book now. It was Cause, just like... Exactly, because it was still yeah. a fun story, and I yeah. enjoyed it. Hell, I enjoyed the Galactic Bake Off, and I didn't think I would. Yeah, So and they have recipes mm -hmm. we can cook. That's a new thing. 
Yeah, now that I know that. There was one other moment where I was like, wait, what? No, go back for a sec. Where is they when they attack Krix's base, mm-hmm. they're doing the whole like for light and life, for light and life, and they're all doing for light and life. And then the Nikto from the last volume is there. The the, the retcon. She, yeah. Yeah. And she's like, for Farzala. And they're like, what? She's like, nothing. And I was like, wait, what? Why are you here? <laughs> she's she's going. Like, yeah. It's like, okay. And I'm like, why for Farzala? Are you like, and then it just cuts back. And I was like, wait, uh, no, yeah. stop. <laughs> and then they bring it up again. I was like, yeah. what the fuck? It's just like, he's not your, he's not your hut lord kind of equivalent yeah. now. Like, you can't say that. And if you do, <laughs> then he's going to get in trouble. And he has to explain that she's not my slave. She's my friend. Yeah. That's yeah. it. And then it's going to make things weird because Lula and Xena are there. It's just like, <laughs> Yeah, we're not that stupid, though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. No, okay. no, it's my tradition. <laughs> <laughs> it's my culture, guys. Oh, boy. But, uh, yeah, I think that about wraps up everything we have for our synopsis. I don't know. Do you guys have any more points? Uh, no, I think that does it for me. No, please. If there's anything that we forgot, please let us know. Because mm-hmm. I think we covered everything. Yeah, I think so, too. So, with that... Uh, well, I was going to say out of the way, but with that conversation done, let's head into our rankings. Welcome to the ranking section of the podcast. Uh, as always, we give our uh, the media that we have reviewed today a score out of 10 and kind of compare that with everything else that we have reviewed so far. So without any further ado, Dan, what did you give High Republic Adventures Volume 3? I gave it a 6.5. It was, like you said, Ooh. just a bit better than, um, like, average, I guess. And the last one I gave a 6. And I, I would say I enjoyed this one more because it was a consistent storyline and it mm. made more sense in terms of what we're covering. So I thought it was, you know, enjoyable, but not, like, I would say 7 is, like, I would recommend you go read this. Mm. 6.5 is, like, you could read it, you could not read it. You're not going to get much out of it, apart from if you want to learn more about Court or Farzala, I guess. Like, it's blood, maybe um zine like the zine and stuff is is in the books too so like you can probably get that stuff there yeah um but yeah there's not much in this apart from like seeing all your battle ones together and having a blast Hmm. no that, that makes sense uh ed how about you see i thought about the six but i realized everything that i've been just like hey you know it's not bad read it you should read not get the get the knowledge i gave it a seven just mm. because it has information that i still think you need to know so it has information you need to know like you know newly knighted court and first all are here to help and you're just like when did they get knighted when did you know this well here you go like it's it's the small details where it's like if you're if you're really ocd about that and you need to know the exact time and situation everybody's gotten their storyline finished up or wrapped Mm. up or however explained you need to know and this is part of that last bit of information you need to know so it falls into that category it was a great mm. it was good and it wasn't a terrible read and there was uh, there's action scenes there's everything you want from star wars to some degree so you know not definitely not an eight but i wouldn't give it a six like it's 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 seven it's got info you need and it's 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 delivered in a good way so mm. that's fair um, yeah, I'm kind of feeling the same thing because I also uh, gave it a seven. Um, mostly for with a little bit of like mine has a little bit of an asterisk with it, which mm. is that if you've already started these books or you want to know about these characters, then yeah, you absolutely should be reading this whole thing, right? Um, if not, it, you can skip the whole thing and technically Midnight Horizon, you'll just be kind of confused who the characters are, right? Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I think my, the thing I the other thing with this is, like Dan said before, this has a much more coherent story than two, because two's two was literally like the end half of a story and then the starting half of a story. Mm-hmm. It's such an awkward grouping. Um, so at least this one finishing something off, and then I guess I'd probably honestly rate it lower if I hadn't already read Midnight Horizon because I already know what's going to happen from here, right? Mm. Um, so that makes it more coherent to me, but. To a degree, I almost wish I hadn't. It's just luck that it happened like this. But I, I feel like if I had read this first, I would have, um, I would have emphasized a lot more with Cantum in Midnight Horizon when we get oh, a full backstory okay. and all that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah that makes right sense. There, um, I should be using the correct pronouns. Um, 
But yeah, because their whole story in Midnight Horizon when we first listened to it, I think I was like, yeah, I mean, they're an interesting character. But it's Very just like, much so. at that point, we'd only read volume one of Adventures, right? So mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, yeah, they're the person who is Lula's master, even though I never see them around. And now with all this, it's like, oh, here's a complete character that you then learn about in, in the backstory in Midnight Horizon. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just it's just luck that we ended up doing it this way. Um, but yeah, I think overall, it definitely connects really well into the main story as opposed to some of the other books that we've done uh like race to crash point tower yeah where it's just like yeah it's cool and it helps with the volo thing but you don't really need to read it and yeah that's fair yeah all right with the rankings done we will head to the end of this episode destiny is all (laughs) <laughs> that's a last kingdom reference every time okay every every, 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 re- every recap episode like they do like a small recap at the beginning yeah at the very end of that recap it goes destiny is all and you're just like <laughs> okay I want, and then I, get the series, I want nothing to do with destiny yeah he's like destiny, <laughs> destiny is not a thing really that i want be... to deal with yeah. <laughs> oh man what do you mean my children is dead <laughs> what do you talk about Welcome to the end of this week's episode. As always, if you've listened to us this far, all the way to the end, we really appreciate it. And next week, we're going to be actually moving away from High Republic, back to the Old Republic. Back to the future past. Yeah, back to the future. uh, Gotta go back. Back to the past, Samurai Jack. (laughs) Okay, I was getting, like, X-Men pain for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Days of future past. Uh, but yeah, we are going to be going over a fairly new book that just, I think, dropped, I think, Dan, you said, what, four days ago? Yeah, I like to think it was Days of Future Pain. Oh, God. <laughs> this world will know pain. Yeah. <laughs> and just well, combine their accents. What were you asking she me to do? <laughs> <laughs> what were you asking me to say, Noma? I didn't hear you. Oh, uh, the, the book came out like four days ago, right? It yeah, was book, really uh, this is the Brotherhood book with Obi-Wan and Anakin. Yeah. Star Wars Brotherhood. Um, if you ever wanted to learn what the uh, mishap on Kid and Amodio was referenced in episode two. Yeah. This, two. Oh, sorry, episode, episode three. My bad. <laughs> episode three. This yeah. book is for you. Ninth Man. time. That business on Kid and Amodio doesn't, doesn't, doesn't count. count. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if you've got any questions, comments, queries, anything at all, just tell us what you had for lunch today. Maybe. Well, who knows? Uh, we'd love to hear from you. If you guys QCQs, then, you might... let us know. <laughs> no, don't, because I'll get jealous and I'll go out and get some. And I don't want to do that. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, today is football. <laughs> I don't even know. Football but, uh, and pizza. Yeah. But uh, Dan, do you mind telling the listeners how they can get a hold of us? Yeah, you can find us over at voiceoftheforest.com, where you can find all of our stuff, including links to all the podcast platforms we are on. You can also find uh, episode posts with art. And you can find uh, show notes in there as well for extra information. I put in uh, like authors and stuff like that. If you want to see who it is, if you can't remember or don't want to listen to that part again, uh, you can also find pictures of our Star Wars celebration. All of our specials are on there for the uh, Secrets of the Empire VR game that we did. That was a lot of fun. Um, that sounds so aggressive. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> it was so much fun because I shot Noma in the foot. Um, and me in the back. Yeah, and you in the back. Uh, oh, no, to be fair, I shot you in the back. There you go. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that's what happens when you're holding a black... Oh, no, I shot the console like five times. That was the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> and the best part about that was we talked about it in that podcast is yeah. all of us are like 5'11", 6 foot, and then Noma was like 5'5". Five, five. Hey, <laughs> and then like the yeah. best part about it is that you can hey. tell. I'm like, well, who is where? Yeah. Which There's one is one who? Tiny and then you're like, you look at like, that has to be Noma. Aren't you a little short? To be a star trooper. <laughs> <laughs> he just like throws the gun and walks in. No, uh, just gets shot in the chest. Yeah, for not uh, fitting the height standards. You can also email us at voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. That's voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. Social media on Twitter and Instagram at Voice Force Pod. Again, that's at Voice Force Pod. 
You can retweet or repost or add to your stories our new episode posts. And it does help with growing our listener base by spreading the word of our podcast. It is so appreciated that people do that. Another thing that you can do is listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and all major pop class and all major podcast platforms. Reviewing us with five stars and a comment helps people find the podcast on that podcast platform of choice. Specifically, if you want to do it for Apple Podcasts, it does help tremendously. Follow or subscribe for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases. Thank you, Dan. And remember, destiny, destiny is all. Destiny is all. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. <laughs> destiny is all.